Don't touch that dial. It's the American Grooves Radio Hour with your host, Joe Laura. Was that prancing elephant of a band? Well, that was the Paul Whiteman Orchestra playing a bench in the park from the 1930 film, early talky musical, The King of Jazz. And the guitarist that you hear only really during the vocal sections uh, by the Brock Sisters and the Rhythm Boys, which is Bing Crosby's early, earliest little vocal group when they were all members of the Paul Whiteman Orchestra in Hollywood making that film. They were there for about a year. Bix was there. Bix had too much fun. They had to send him back to uh, uh, 
Davenport, Iowa, and Andy Seacrest took over on trumpet, but that's another story. But today's show is about the guitarist in that band, a journeyman, even at that point, at the age of 28 years old, Eddie Lang, one of the most influential jazz guitar players of all time, the man who took the guitar and made it not only a jazz instrument, but also an instrument to accompany singers. Before Lang really developed that style of single note and chording behind a vocalist or a vocal trio, whatever, that role was pretty much for the piano. Classically, uh, and certainly on phonograph records, absolutely in vaudeville. If you had a singer and they didn't have a band backing them up, they usually had a piano, maybe a piano and a guitar, but a piano. And Lang in pop music and jazz music was really just about the first person to offer guitar accompaniment. He also was one of the people that pushed the rhythm section of the jazz band going from banjo as the string instrument in the rhythm section to guitar. His influential style of playing his solid rhythm really helped propel that whole migration from banjo to guitar in the 1920s. Now here is Eddie Lang probably with his most famous, no doubt his most famous partner, friends since childhood, Joe Venuti, Here's Joe Venuti's Blue Four with Eddie Lang on guitar, Dinah in 1928. Thank you. 
Eddie Lang, his real name was Salvatore Masato, and he was born in Philadelphia in October 25th. 1902. Uh, his father was a Italian-American guitar maker. He, he actually made instruments and uh, Eddie began his musical career as a violinist at age seven. And he and Joe Venuti were pals from just around that time. What happened when uh, Lang got a little bit older, say maybe 12, 13 years old, he switched from violin to banjo, and he first started off playing banjo in local jazz bands all around. Then again, he switched to guitar. And, you know, growing up in an Italian neighborhood with Venuti, two Italian-American musicians, but, you know, the influence of Italy and the string tradition of Italian guitarists and banjoists, you know, that was very close at hand. And no doubt Venuti and Lang uh, were hearing some of these local musicians playing at streets, playing at weddings and gatherings. And we're going to go back and listen to a few of the earliest Italian influences on the string instrument that Lang would have heard back, you know, in the teens and early 1920s. First, we're going to hear a side from around 1926 by Giovanni Vaccari, one of the great Italian, recorded Italian, I should say. Who knows? There were probably many, many, many great ones. But this musician played the banjo. Uh, and then after that, we're going to hear an excerpt of a duet by one Enzio Bacanti and Romeo Piccini. Uh, uh, and it shows you how the guitar is used in these traditional Italian song recordings as a backing instrument. <laughs> Thank you. 
Now, of course, the guitar was always used as an accompanying instrument in in country and blues recordings, rural blues recordings. But in pop music, uh, it it really emerged with uh, people like Lang. And as you heard in that recording by pianist Rue Bloom, um, Mine All Mine, pop tune from 1927, that's Eddie Lang backing him up no other instrument it's kind of an unusual recording even for then usually there's lang and maybe a, a piano player uh but in that example you really hear the brilliance of his accompaniments to a, to a singer and remember folks i mean you take it for granted now but lang was really an innovator of that style of using the guitar as an accompanying instrument, solo accompanying instrument. And he played with so many different people from pop people like, yeah, some of the pop vocalists like Ruth Edding, who we'll hear in a minute, to people like Bessie Smith. So just for contrast, here is Eddie Lang, uh, same, just around the same time, 1928, uh, accompanying the Empress of the blues, Miss Bessie Smith. Mm, if you want to set 
is by my soul. Come on and rock me with a study roll. I'm wild about that thing. Yeah, I like your tingling. Kiss me like you mean it. I'm wild about that thing. Come on, turn the lights down low. When you say you're ready, just say let's go. Thank you. 
Betty Lang, Janine, I Dream of Lilac Time, 1928 theme song from a talkie film, an early talkie film. I think uh, it probably just had synchronized music at that time and no real talking, but that was the theme song and an absolutely lovely guitar solo by Eddie Lang showing you his stuff with Frank Signorelli, his old pal, playing piano behind him. And before that, as I mentioned, uh, Eddie Lang, I'm wild about that thing, uh, backing up the Empress of the Blues, Bessie Smith. As I mentioned, Lang was quite a journeyman. He played on, I would safely say, thousands of recordings from 1926 or 25 to 1933. And uh, often with his pal in jazz crime, Joe Venuti. And a lot of times they're just in the background, but sometimes, and we all heard these little interludes uh, while we were discovering the great music of that era, they would give Venuti and Lang a little solo section. The band would drop out or break down to just the rhythm section. I'm going to play you a couple of these little interludes, uh, little sections that appeared in otherwise full band recordings where they really just cut Joe Venuti and Eddie Lang loose. So we're, we're going to revisit the first cut that I played, Bench in the Park, because you didn't know what the show was about until you heard that entire recording. We're just going to play the little section where uh, uh, Lang is accompanying uh, the Brock sisters and joined by Bing Crosby and the Rhythm Boys uh, halfway through. And then we're going to play the other side of the record where they give Joe Venuti and Eddie Lang a little section of Happy Feet, and then maybe one or two others that will show you how Eddie Lang and Joe Venuti were featured on so many of these band recordings. A binge in the park, unromantic and plain. That binge in the park can be our lover's
Joe Venuti and our featured artist of the evening, Eddie Lang, guitarist supreme, king of jazz guitar. Their first solo recording issued under their names, Black and Blue Bottom, recorded on Columbia Records in 1926. And as I mentioned, uh, Lang accompanied so many great people, and not only great people, but absolute iconic people. And here are two of, I think, just about the best examples I could play for you, uh, two different spectrums of jazz. Here first is uh, Eddie Lang with uh, Frankie Trombauer and Bix Spiderbeck, billed as Tram, Bix, and Lang for no reason at all in C. It's a little bit of a jazz jam with that crystal clear bell tone of Bix Spiderbeck in and out. Lang is all over it. Uncredited piano by Frank Signorelli. And after that, uh, Signorelli gets a piece also of Knockin' a Jug, recorded by none other than Louis Armstrong and his orchestra, a very early interracial group with Louis, Happy Caldwell on tenor sax, Kaiser Marshall playing the woodblocks uh, that is dominant, you hear it clearly, but also Jack Teagarden, trombone and Eddie Lang on guitar. Recorded in March of 1929, Knockin' a Jug. Thank you. 
bicycle-painted man Pays the blues like no one can When he sits down at that piano When he's touching the play You'll start right in the sway You'll be listening, you'll be listening And you're gonna start your whistling He's got a way that's all his own Probably the best musician ever known You never heard such syncopation At a rooski he don't shine Besides this ever-loving man of mine Big music masters, they hate him They just can't appreciate him That's why I call him my syncopated man with his old bandmate Red McKenzie, that syncopated Melody Man, 1928. Uh, Lang recorded the first guitar solo, one of the first guitar solos in jazz in 1924 with Red McKenzie's band, the Mound City Blue Blowers. This was a little bit later, but that blue blowing is that imitating of a trumpet basically with your mouth and no instrument. Sometimes people use kazoos, but... Red McKenzie just chose to that sort of thing, which he perfected. Eddie Lang, beautiful accompaniment with his pal Joe Venuti. Now, I think one of the greatest pairings uh, of Lang's short career were the records he made with Lonnie Johnson. They were issued on OK Records as Lonnie Johnson and Blind Willie Dunn a pseudonym for Eddie Lang, probably because it wasn't kosher at the time to have an interracial duo on a recording. You might be playing in a session with black or white musicians, but that wasn't advertised on the label at the time. They just simply didn't do that. Very sad, but Boy, oh boy, the recordings are truly great. Two of the great guitar masters of the day. And here is Eddie Lang and Lonnie Johnson, 1928, Hot Fingers. And hot fingers they are indeed. ¶¶ 
and Lonnie Johnson, that second track, uh, Blind Willie Dunn and his Gin Bottle 4. Actually, Tommy Dorsey playing the trumpet. Everyone thought in the early days that it was King Oliver, but it's pretty much been proven that it's Tommy Dorsey doing his best King Oliver imitation, the great New Orleans cornet player. Well, that's about the end of our broadcast. You know, Eddie Lang sadly uh, did not live very long. In 1933, at the urging of his pal, uh, Bing Crosby, uh, Lang was accompanying Bing Crosby very early in his career and Bing's vaudeville appearances. Lang always had trouble with laryngitis, sore throats, and Bing pretty much urged him to have a tonsillectomy. Well, he went in for the operation and he never came out, never woke up from the anesthesia and the world lost one of the great shining stars of jazz guitar. Bing, to his credit, took care of Jeannie Lang for the rest of her life and made sure that his pal's widow was not in want for anything. Well, folks, I hope you've enjoyed our broadcast tonight. Joe Lauro here, American Grooves Radio Hour, right here on WLIW 88.3 on your radio dial, Long Island's only NPR station. So come on back next week. We'll be here at 4 o'clock and repeating at 10 o'clock. Cheerio. Okay, America! American Grooves Radio Hour is brought to you weekly on WLIW-FM Southampton, 88.3 on your radio dial, and at WLIW.org, and all streaming formats.